0: To SkewCast, the podcast for entrepreneurs in the promotional products industry. Skewcast shines a light on our industry's best work, features Maverick personalities, and discusses what's really involved in running a modern promotional products business. Skewcast is the official podcast of Common Skew. You
1: think about kind of you know, where disruption happens within industries is when you get people that come in with a different perspective on how things could be. And we we are so mired in how things are and how things have always been. And even though, you know, as an industry, I think we've been able to accomplish some some pretty amazing, uh, you know, growth and transformation over the past, you know, 10, 15 years that I've been involved in And You think about, you know, all the way from camera-ready artwork to being able to turn orders in 24 hours, like it's remarkable, but we can't stop there and what what technology has enabled us to do that was not possible you know 10 years ago in the same way um, is to be able to get this friction out and so you know how do we just get more efficient and how do we get better
2: for every order in this business there are on average eight manual follow-up interactions between distributors and suppliers multiply that times the number of orders you process in a year and the inefficiency is staggering what's more 66% of all orders received by suppliers from distributors are either missing information or have incorrect information. That's why this latest development in promo standards integration has an unprecedented impact on productivity for the supply chain. In today's episode, CommonSQ CEO Catherine Graham joins us to talk about the new connected workflow and how EPOs, electronic purchase orders, the strongest link in the connected workflow chain, allow for the effortless transfer of accurate live data from ideation to orders, to production, to invoicing, without compromising the accuracy on any order. Catherine shares with us how this development will impact supplier speed and how this will result in a dramatic overhaul of a distributor's infrastructure due to less oversight on orders, freeing up time, and resources to focus on selling. Hi, friends. I'm Bobby Leehu, the Chief Content Officer at CommonSkew, reminding you that if you have any question about sales, operation, commissions, landing, new business, whatever the topic, email me, bobby, at commonskew.com, and we'll answer your question here on the program. This episode is brought to you by CommonSkew, the platform that powers your connected workflow, enabling you to process more orders and dramatically grow your sales. Begin your free trial now at commonskew.com. And now on to my conversation with Catherine.
0: Let's catch up the community on the progress made with promo standards integration thus far. Where are we at at this present moment? And what progress has been made?
1: So this has been a remarkable journey that has been spanning kind of two years and has involved an extraordinary amount of work on the part of several kind of key suppliers and some large distributor groups as well that have been contributing kind of to the development around this this standard. And initially, kind of where things began from an implementation perspective is with you know the basic things like being able to pull live inventory, and we've had that in place for some time now and last year uh, rolling out. Order status and ship notifications and meet what that means is that being able to click a button, you know, inside common SKU and being able to directly get an answer back from the suppliers systems as to exactly where your order is at within, you know, either it's an artwork or it's in production or it's, you yeah. know, it's being shipped and then being able to pull back the tracking ID as well. So this is a dramatic shift in terms of what the current day uh, looked like for the distributor-supplier relationship previously, where an order went in and you had to call and say, did you get my PO? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> is when am I going to get the proof? Has it shipped? What's the tracking ID? Right. The eight manual interactions that currently yes. have been happening between supplier and distributor. Yes. And this is now eliminating kind of all of those things and being able to get answers in real time. Yeah. So that's been really exciting to have kind of roll out um, over the past, you know, at least eight months ago, we rolled that out and we've been adding um, suppliers as we go that are, that uh, get those services available. Yeah. This next stage that we're super excited about is being able to pull product data directly from the supplier. And what this means for the distributor is that they have real-time live information coming directly from the supplier's database. So, with their own pricing, uh, you know, the inventory kind of layered on top of that and ultimately being able to create the order directly from that data. So there's a lot of interesting implications um, for this in terms of speed that it takes a distributor to be able to create an order, right. um, accuracy as far as um, how it is that they know uh, what the different decoration methods are and therefore the appropriate run charges and setups, which kind of requires more digging currently, right. and then ultimately being able to um, ensure that they are passing an order with correct information, with available inventory that can go directly into the supplier's system and therefore straight to the production floor.
0: Right. The astounding number of mistakes that this can minimize just from even just, just from simple data entry alone, much less interpreting the information that you're getting in front of you from what would be the catalog or the website, Is astounding.
1: I mean, you've got so many facets to this that are so interesting on both sides of the equation. So, as you say, the distributor trying to interpret kind of what the different run charges are, trying to figure out you know if I layer on a second location, what does that mean? And and trying to you know uh, you know dig through either you know what's available in the industry databases or dig through the supplier's website. And sixty six percent of the time, they're making those guesses either incorrectly. Or they are submitting an incorrect purchase order. So that, those are the stats right 66 now. Sixty-six percent. Sixty-six percent of the POs the suppliers receive are either missing information or incorrect information. Wow. So think about what that means on the supplier end of the equation. Yeah. So they receive a PO and they then have to get in touch with the distributor to either tell them the information is missing or the pricing is incorrect, or they don't have, you know, some key piece that's holding up production. So that PO gets put into a pile that gets set aside and ultimately that has to wait until they have an answer. And as that 66% Sixty-six percent of the BOs kind of going into that pile start to pile up, yeah. and the supplier doesn't know, you know, when they're right. going to be able to schedule production on those orders. Right. Are they in the in hand state? Starts to be jeopardized with deadlines that are always hot.
0: Things. They're so vulnerable,
1: exactly. And you've got you know distributor salespeople that are moving on to the next sale, hopefully, and then the supplier is trying to get a hold of them and playing voicemail tag, yeah. and the the, t- the clock is ticking. Yeah. So there's tremendous cost kind of on both sides of the equation, kind of to that incorrect information
0: on the distributor side then, this is going to mean so much in terms of the day-to-day activities that a supporter production team is going to be doing. It's going to dramatically shift and shape the structure of these teams. But on the supplier side, what does this mean for suppliers now going forward? The key pieces for the supplier
1: is that the they're ensuring kind of that the orders coming to them are correct because they're built from their own data right. directly. Um, it also means that orders can't be submitted for inventory that doesn't exist, yeah. which is a key piece yeah. as well. And especially, you know, when we hit busy times of the year and, you know, inventory is really challenging, that being able to have that secondary check happen as the distributors creating the order will prevent that problem happening. Yeah. So you've got kind of just the the accuracy of the PO data as kind of the initial key impact kind of um, on the supplier's operations. You then have the fact that it can go straight to the production floor and not have to be manually rekeyed, which is obviously a, a, a critical kind of second
0: piece of potential error. We forget how many times an order in this business is rekeyed, not just from the distributor side but the supplier side too.
1: Exactly, and so every opportunity that every time that is rekeyed is right. an opportunity for error, and you know, people are human. Like ultimately, mm-hmm. that's gonna that's gonna happen so by eliminating that step and having that go directly into the supplier systems, that you're reducing kind of a secondary potential um, right. place for inaccuracy. And then the fact that it can go straight to scheduling for production means that there's far more predictability yeah. around kind of the what the production floor looks like, um, how they can know capacity, how they can, um, you know, forecast around that and ultimately um, ensure that they're meeting the enhanced dates.
0: There's so many things here with this process that's going to be eliminated for suppliers in terms of responding quickly quickly. quickly to that demand. I can see even production times, maybe even getting tighter and better and closer and able to respond in real time to so much.
1: I mean, it's just it's being able to smooth that whole process out, because if you yeah. think about, you know, this this visual, uh, you know, this picture of what it looks like to have this stack of purchase orders that you're waiting on answers that cannot yeah. go into production yet right. versus being able to and you're potentially, you know, holding slots if it's a rush or you're right. holding slots to meet an enhanced date and being able to smooth out kind of that piece, I think, has got you know significant implications and We haven't even touched on kind of the other element of this as far as the accounting piece is concerned, is that think about the amount of time wasted currently around... Pro, you know, pricing discrepancies, credit yeah. memos, kind of all this back and forth that happens at that end of the equation. And what all of this does is it means that because it's a fully configured, accurate PO that goes all the way through the system straight through to accounting, that the invoice comes back and matches kind of the PO yeah. perfectly. So the supplier's not having to have, you know, the potential problems there of sending an invoice back that does not match what the What the distributor thought they were sending, the distributors not having to rekey that invoice kind of into their system and be able to, you know, to to post it. So there's just, there's so much opportunity for overall kind of efficiency um, within on every step of this equation, which ultimately the objective in all of this is that. You know, how do we as an industry be able to get out and sell more? And if we can free up that time so that the distributor can be out selling more and not having to be doing all these manual processes, then ultimately
0: we can be more successful overall. When you mention the accounting piece, I think we tend to forget it because we're so used to the process that we have. But this is what you've meant by connected workflow. You have seen this. You have seen this. The dissected parts working in disharmony for so long, and we've all gotten used to it, that we can't even fathom this single conduit that is going to allow us to process more, better, faster, easier than ever before. But it's truly connected now, as opposed to being all these disparate pieces.
1: Yeah, and I think that the piece that we don't kind of think about enough is how much friction exists yeah. across every step of that process now and it's because you know we just think that that's the way business do- is done right. because that's the way we've always done it And we're yeah. not aware there's a better way to do it and you know all of a sudden if someone comes along and puts a button inside your application that says you don't have to call the supplier anymore you can just click this yeah. and get all the information you need it's like whoa <laughs> i didn't even know that was possible <laughs> right. so there's just there's an element i think of um of really kind of you know blue skying around kind yeah. of where where this can take us and what it means and what it means in terms of the overhead costs that are kind of baked yes. into everything within this industry. And yeah. if we can get some of that, you know, those overhead costs out and enable, you know, suppliers to be able to spend more time kind of, you know, working strategically with distributors, allow distributors to spend more time working strategically with their clients, that what does that mean for us kind of overall and where, you know, where could we take things yeah. if that's how we were spending our time versus calling for a tracking event.
0: Yeah. Can you explain some of the technical technical details. I think folks will find this interesting actually. Can you explain some of the technical details and processes going on behind the scenes that make this possible? I've had a bird's eye view watching you and the development team work on this and it's uh, it's intense. <laughs> All right, let's get geeky. Okay, let's so do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see if I, I'll see if I can hang with you, but go ahead. <laughs>
1: So so let's back it up to kind of what the initial challenge is to begin with, with promo standards, that you have um, all these different types of products, all these different types of decoration methods, all these different ways of kind of storing that information, naming that information, communicating that information. You think about, you know, what it is that you can do with a pen versus what it is that you do with a water bottle, you know, versus a journal. And all of those things mean different things to every supplier and are, you know, are kind of named and stored differently within their systems, and all their systems are different. There's very little kind of continuity across the systems that are used within this industry. So you know, challenge number one was just creating a common language around how do we kind of create all these disparate names and all these disparate products and and, uh, decoration methods and be able to kind of streamline that into a way that allow us all to communicate kind of using the same language. So that was kind of the base level work that had to be done first. And then ultimately, once that language was created, that is what, you know, the promo standards web service is, is being able to have suppliers kind of map their information into that common language and therefore have that common language be able to be consumed by, you know, a company like CommonSkew,
0: you know, as an example. So the promo standard sets is like a translator of sorts.
1: That's exactly it. That's exactly what it is, yeah. And so that that web service kind of layer is ultimately what's translating what what resides in the supplier's database and being able to kind of pull that into what the distributor sees um, within CommonSKU. Right. So. Coming up with a common language is extremely difficult, kind of to begin with, and then ultimately it's the interpretation of those specs that is the second kind of layer in the right. challenge. So that's what we've mm-hmm. been right. looking through over the past uh, <laughs> six months: is saying, "Well, that's interesting. You interpreted that a run charge means this, and you interpreted that it means that. <laughs> and that." You know, and so trying to kind of you know surface this information in a way that a distributor can actually understand it and be able to um, to be able to ensure that they're selecting kind of the right you know things in this wizard basically that enables them to to configure the product. So that's kind of the the back and forth piece that's been going on um, with the the suppliers that we are initially kind of working with on on getting this launched. And um, fortunately, they've all been, you know, really responsive and willing to kind of work at this so we can get to get to this end result because it's, it's it's really exciting.
0: What will suppliers need to do to ensure this reality happens for their lines and for their distributor customers?
1: i think the challenge is around prioritization yeah. i mean ultimately there's there are so many different ways in which suppliers get pulled you know so many different demands kind of on their it departments and the key piece in terms of ensuring success with this overall is around adoption right. and obviously you know if we have the you know, the backing of you know six hundred fifty million dollars in spend kind of this going through the Commsky network that can be can demonstrate that there's there's you know velocity with this that people want to be using this yeah. service they want to be working more strategically with their suppliers they want to make it easier to do business um, then. Those kinds of things hopefully start to you know influence the prioritization. So that that is really the biggest challenge is, and obviously ensuring kind of that the technical um, capability is there in house, which not all suppliers kind of have currently.
0: Right? Can distributors do anything to help accelerate the steps needed for suppliers to comply with promo standards?
1: Yeah, I mean, a key piece of this is for the distributor to understand kind of what this means for their business. And so knowing kind of that this is going to save enormous time in terms of for your sales team, kind of creating presentations and creating orders, and it's going to save enormous time for the production team as far as not having to manually follow up, it's going to save enormous time for the accounting team. And ultimately all those things are going to make you far more likely to want to do business with a supplier that is fully connected and is going to make it really easy and friction-free to do yeah. business with them versus someone where you're going to have to kind of muddle your way through their product information and key in the the costing and have to you know call them eight times to get your order out and then post the yeah. invoice at the end that might not match your PO. So the... The key piece for the distributor is kind of understanding what connected workflow means and therefore being able to go to the supplier and say, you know, this is how I want to work with you. Like this is going to make a significant difference in terms of me being able to get out and sell your product more and to be able to make sure that we can, you know, send things in error free and be able to kind of save time for all of us.
0: Yeah. Being a distributor for so many years, I realized that one of the problems that we have is when the economy is good. We just tend to throw more people at the problem and just deal with the productive nightmare or the the lack of productivity that we have or the lack of a streamlined workflow that we have. So we just throw people at the problem. Even even if you could do that, even if you could sustain it that way for a while, here's where it's still hugely problematic. And that is that it's always been astounding to me that you can be working with a half million dollar customer, a million dollar customer, a five million dollar customer. And the risk of that relationship can set on a few orders going awry. Now, we know that that is not, that typically that's not going to happen, but you know that the reality sits there. That, that I, was, I used to joke that, that we could have problems, we just can't have them in lumps of threes, folks. <laughs> yeah. We can have three orders go wrong at the right time and one of them can't be for the CEO sales summit that he's doing. You know, and, and yeah. So even if you're somewhat, you know, here are promo standards or maybe you're fatigued by the whole technology thing and you're just throwing people at the problem. What we, we need to really understand is this is eliminating one of the biggest parts of risk in losing a client. You've worked so hard to land a client. You work so hard to maintain and keep that client. And the fact that you can now eliminate that risk. Because of simple things like typos or deadlines or missed deadlines or something like that, it's huge. Yeah, there's, there's massive implications to that. One more thing, too, is that what we, what I can clearly see, because I always, always want that through people at the problems, is that what this is going to change in the infrastructure of a distributorship is the focus. Our focus, instead of being, say, just throwing out a number, 60 to 70% ops-focused, or where your payroll might be shifted in terms of maybe number of people or something like that toward administrative tasks or oversight tasks can now be focused on the sales tasks. You can truly, the, the the larger percentage of the organization can become more sales focused.
1: For sure. And, you know, what what is the implication of that in terms of how you can better support the customer, how you can better grow the customer, how you can do kind of, you know, more thoughtful touches, or what are all the other things kind of that you could be spending time on, yeah. you know, if you're not, Call, you know, calling and calling, calling to get the tracking ID, and I think that you know one of the key things to to remember when the economy is good is that. That is arguably the most important time to be Mm -hmm. looking at efficiency because it's when cash flow is good. And so as opposed to saying, you know, I'm going to throw a person at the problem and saying, well, you know, how can we invest in better, you know, technology or better kind of we have better, you know, efficiencies so that as we continue to grow, that we're not having to, you know, throw another body kind of at it um, in order to
0: be able to meet the demand. That's a great point. So let me get real personal for a minute. I have been privileged to watch this process inside common skew now for a while what does this mean for you as the ceo of common skew you know i've seen the amount of energy it's taken to get to this point this represents a new era of productivity in our industry And as someone like you who is incredibly passionate about productivity which by the way a little sidebar Catherine's often telling me just ship it bobby just ship it um because <laughs> i obsess it, it's, it, but as some, you're one of the most passionate people i know about productivity how
2: important is this breakthrough for you?
1: I think, I mean, this is a realization of what we've been trying to achieve with this connected workflow vision for so many years. All the time and energy and investment that we made at the upfront part of the equation the ideation part of the equation with the you know the things that we built into the platform around you know collaborating community and all the ways that we're trying to connect kind of suppliers and distributors more closely together at that upfront part of the equation that that's been you know a huge piece of the vision for years and now the operational piece the reality of being able to connect kind of that that latter part of the equation is just it's going to be utterly transformational and for me who's yeah. like such a process nerd that ultimately Ultimately, being able to kind of see like all, if inefficiency drives me bananas, and so being able right. to kind of see those types of things finally get being able to get that friction out of the system that that you know that overhead yeah. burden that you know waste to be able to have people freed up to spend time on on you know better things that the ultimately I think that that's just so so exciting.
0: What does this mean for the industry as a whole?
1: We as an industry can't continue kind of with the amount of additional kind of you know overhead that's baked into the system right now and continue to be profitable and continue to grow and the you think about kind of you know where disruption happens within industries is when you get kind of people that come in with a different perspective on how things could be and we, mm-hmm. we are so mired in how things are and how things have always been. And even though, you know, as an industry, I think we've been able to accomplish some some pretty amazing, uh, you know, growth and transformation over the past, you know, 10, 15 years that I've been involved in. And you think about, you know, all the way from camera-ready artwork to being able to turn yeah. orders in 24 hours, like it's remarkable, but yeah. we can't stop there. And right. what, what technology has enabled us to do that was not possible, you know, 10 years ago in the same way. Um, is to be able to get this friction out. And so, you know, how do we just get more efficient and how do we get better, you know, as a supply chain as far as we, we are we are dependent upon the fact that we are a supply chain. There are three different points to, you know, the triangle as we call it, you know, you've got suppliers, distributors, you've got, you have the end user and ultimately communication and information and and all of that has to flow across all those three pieces seamlessly. And so we have to do everything that we can to make sure that that is, that is accurate, that is efficient, and ultimately that that enables kind of us to be better as an industry Overall, I think you know one other piece that I um, that we haven't touched on that I think is really interesting. Kind of in this equation is that the the more transparency there is in terms of information flow between supplier, distributor, and customer, mm-hmm. the more trust exists. Yeah. And if you can kind of, whether it's, you know, knowing what's going on with an order in production, whether it's being able to kind of, you know, show, demonstrate that through the, you know, that we send out um, uh, we have the project portal links yeah. that go out to clients where they can see in real time what's going on with an order, you know, the Domino's pizza effect. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, you know, all of that transparency, I think, has the potential to really just elevate the relationships kind of in this industry yeah. and to elevate the industry as a whole. And that ends up being a, a really interesting byproduct of technological transformation that that is just worth kind of thinking
0: about. You know, I was talking to Holly recently um, about her showing project portals with her clients, and I was really impressed by how her clients saw that and then wanted, uh, wanted to know more, so much so that Holly said, we're going to start showing these project portals in all of our client presentations, because the client wanted to know what is your communication strategy. I think many of them know that the communication in this industry is really bad in terms of how how we inundate our clients with unnecessary updates, unnecessary details, because the technology could take that away. We tend to forget what could exist if we fix that problem. We tend to forget how much more fruitful, profitable, sales-focused, sales-forward conversations we can have with our customers. And then you just mentioned the fact that the customer has that kind of trust. They can rely on that system. They're already used to it in their daily life.
1: Yeah, and this just removes the clogging out of their inboxes right. of, you know, all the back and forth emails right. and just being able to give them the information they want at their fingertips. And it's exactly the same for the distributor. They want that information at their fingertips yep. of what is going on with the order from the supplier. Yep. And if they're having to, and this is why distributors call and email so much, which I'm sure is super annoying for the right. supplier. <laughs> they're just looking at their system going, yeah, it's still in production. Right. <laughs> if there was transparency around that, they wouldn't be bothering them. <laughs>
0: You know, I'm laughing at my own, you know what I used to do, my antiquated ways, I used to run that open order report and I used to look for any order that was over X number of dollars, right? I think it was about $5,000 or so. And I'd look for every order and I would bug the hell out of my team. You know, do you call it? Do you call it? Yes. I've called it. I would call what, like when's 20 it When's it it shipping? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> you checking out how are we doing on that, you know? All right. Can it ship sooner so we can make this quarter's numbers? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. That was the main reason why. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Catherine, thanks for uh, coming on Skewcast to talk about this. Um, we're so excited. Um, there's so much work to be done still, but um, so excited about the progress that's been made. This is a this is a time that many of us have been waiting for, and so it's great to see that it's finally here.
1: Yeah, we're, we could not be more excited. And, you know, we are here to support kind of in the process and as we go through this and um, hopefully looking to continue to add kind of lots more suppliers to the roster as, as things evolve and more suppliers implement this. So here's to connected workflow and um, making our lives easier and everyone being able, to, being able to get out and sell more. Thanks,
0: Catherine. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of SKUcast. Be sure to keep up with our latest content by subscribing to Skewcast on iTunes or to our blog at community.com and sku.com. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for listening.